This is News Talk. Well, they're going to be asking on News Talk Breakfast if the uh, coverage of Qatar World Cup has been unfair. That's the main photograph on the front of the Irish Examiner of. Uh, what some would call a brave man, others would call a foolish man, who was a pitch invader last night. You may have seen this wearing a shirt reading Respect for Iranian Women and also waving a rainbow flag racing across the pitch as Ronaldo looks on during the World Cup Group H encounter between Portugal and Uruguay there. Um, I don't know how authorities are going to deal with this man in Qatar, but obviously if you're raising respect for women and waving a rainbow flag, it won't go down too well in Qatar. Lots of people praising him, though, uh, on social media last night. The main story in the Irish Examiner is that big report from the ESRI about young people. Uh, and we're going to have more on News Talk Breakfast about this. We'll hear from Pete Lunn of the ESRI, but essentially the examiner covering the main findings, which says that young people aged 16 to 24 want to see car-free town centres and they're willing to eat less meat and take fewer flights in order to tackle the climate crisis. Most people aged 16 to 24 view climate change as a matter of urgency and they're willing to sacrifice everyday conveniences. More than 90% judge protecting the environment to be very important. Nearly a third are prepared to go meat-free and flight-free as a long-term measure and a majority want a ban on non-essential domestic flights and support car bans in town centres. Most believe there are things they can do in their everyday lives to help combat climate change. So it's an interesting one. Young people, it would seem ahead of the curve because lots of older people love flying, love eating meat and love the convenience of being able to drive into a town centre. The Irish Times front page, the government has requested that the spirit in order retain all its assets and maintain all records relating to sex abuse allegations in its schools. The move is thought to be in anticipation of an inquiry into the handling of historical abuse allegations in several high-profile schools. The Irish Independent has had a look at new figures which show that the rental market market has shrunk by 43,000 homes in the last five years. So obviously things are very, very difficult for renters. We were hearing landlords are leaving the market. Now we have the figures to show it. Landlords continuing to cash in on their properties and leave the market. A survey of 500 smaller private landlords by the RTB reveals a quarter want to sell up in the next five years because they're not making enough money for rental income, which is kind of this mad situation where people are, you know, in a lot of cases at the pin of their collar trying to pay rent and you think that rents are really, really high in this country, and yet the landlords say that they're not making enough money from it. So it's kind of a vicious cycle there where landlords say they're going to leave, they can't make enough money, and renters say they can't afford to pay the rent. So who is getting the money? Where is it going? Um, of those surveyed, 15% of those small landlords said they're likely to leave the market in the next 12 months, and latest data shows there were 43,500 fewer lease agreements registered with the or TB in 2021 compared to 2016. So uh, a difficult situation there. Also, by the way, if you're interested, you heard Tonish the Leo Radker's comments on on the record here on News Talk about the grass isn't always greener abroad, young people moving abroad, renting, all that stuff. The Irish Independent has taken up those comments by Tonish the Leo Radker. I may have called him Taoiseach a second ago, but he will be in a couple of weeks anyway. Uh, but they've looked at um, rent prices right around the world. It's a two page 
page report in the Indo so you compare for example Dublin to various different cities around the world a story that will always get people talking is bankers bonuses and that's on the front of the Irish Daily Mail a ban on bankers bonuses at banks bailed out by the state that were introduced following the financial crash is to be removed so the bonuses are back for bankers Pascal Donoghue will bring a memo to cabinet today seeking to end the ban and other restrictions in one of his final acts as finance minister uh, now some people already saying this is an open goal for the opposition because it's quite easy to criticise Pascal Donoghue for bankers bonuses but the banks would say I suppose that they're struggling to recruit these high end executives if you can't offer big salaries and big bonuses and things like that. We'll have a debate on bankers bonuses on News Talk Breakfast this morning. Now you may have heard yesterday Amy Malloy from the Irish Independent was on News Talk telling us about the story of this nine year old boy who was mauled by a pit bull playing near his home and the Irish Daily Mirror and the Irish Daily Star have some rather graphic photographs on the front pages. This nine-year-old boy is lucky to be alive after he was mauled by a pit bull. He's named in the star and the mirror as Alejandro Mizdan, who was playing on a green in his estate on Sunday uh, afternoon when he was attacked by the dog. And his older brother has given an interview to some of the papers saying the dog nearly killed him. He'll never be the same again. Um, And certainly the pictures are quite graphic. Actually, some of the papers have had to pixelate out some of the injuries because of Obviously, it's quite distressing to see. Now, Irish Times looks at our weather. In case you didn't hear this, we had obviously quite a dry um, weather period, a prolonged period of dry weather in Ireland earlier this year. But autumn brought actually record rainfall and it's all being blamed on rising sea temperatures. Spring and summer were drier than normal across the country, if you can think back as far as then. Drought conditions were reported in the south and the east, but the dry period was followed by an autumn which has phenomenally wet, it has been phenomenally wet in some places. So if you look there at Valencia Observatory in Kerry, it records more rainfall than any other weather station in Ireland and it's already charted its wet autumn on record with two days left in the month. So they go through the various different weather stations around the country and the record rainfall is all being blamed on rising sea temperatures. For the first night last night I put the frost cover on the car. Turns out it wasn't needed but I did sort of have that feeling it could be a frosty one this morning. Anyway, not needed so far uh, this year but there's a long winter and spring to come. The Irish Times staying with the weather and the cold tells us that our poor politicians are freezing as well. Politicians asked Leinster House authorities to turn on the heating because it's absolutely freezing, that's a quote, and extremely cold, another quote, in the offices in Leinster House. The queries from TDs and other Rockless workers prompted management at Leinster House to outline how the heat would remain off until at least the start of October. And this is all so that Leinster House, of course, can show a bit of leadership on climate action uh, and uh, reducing energy consumption and a cost of living crisis and all that stuff. Correspondence released under the Freedom of Information Act 
shows requests for the heat to be switched on in a week when Arctic air swept across Europe late in uh, October. And uh, we have there Michael Ring, Fine Gael TD, wrote to say that his office is extremely cold. He asked that he either gets a standalone heater or that the heating be turned on. Sinn Féin TD, Ray the Cronin, asked when the heating will be coming back on in her office block. She wrote, it's absolutely freezing here the last week or so. The winter has definitely started today. Even the 19 degrees Minister Eamon Ryan is threatening would be lovely tonight. Um, so you can read more about that in the Irish Times. I have been in some of the offices in Leinster House. They're not the warmest. One office I was in, there's a fierce draft there. I think they could do with new windows in some of the buildings as well. So our poor politicians are feeling the cold as well. Final story for you comes from The Telegraph. And I know a lot of you have a very early alarm clock that goes off in the mornings and it might be hard to get up. I certainly struggle sometimes when the alarm begins going off at half three in the morning. But you shouldn't call it an alarm clock because Bear Grylls calls his an alarm clock an opportunity clock if you don't mind this now strikes me as someone who's too much time on his hands but he said that alarm clock has negative connotations and you should call it an opportunity clock instead he said beginning your day with positive terminology has psychological and physiological benefits and he believes that an object associated with the word alarm is not a healthy way to start your day now his family does slag him off for it because he calls it an opportunity clock but he says that language is important how we speak to ourselves is important words have power it's a choice to speak kindly and positively and if that isn't annoying enough Bear Grylls also said that he's reframed the experience of being out in the rain as something that's good for the soul so rather than being annoyed at getting soaked on and coming back into the house and having to change your clothes and have a hot shower he says being out in the rain is very good for you it's brilliantly healing so many humans have an aversion to rain but I've learned that as long as you're not in a suit there's something amazing about being out for five minutes in the rain nature is our best teacher pass me the bucket on 106 to 108 FM and newstalk.com this this is newstalk